My next two guests can be seen every Saturday night starring in Owns Love and Marriage Huntsville. They are the power couple, Kimmy Scott and Maurice Scott. They are part of Owns Real Drama Weekend. Kimmy Scott is an entrepreneur, real estate agent, a registered nurse by trade who received both her undergraduate and graduate degrees from the University of Alabama in Huntsville. She is also a member of Delta Sigma Theta. And has a passion for cooking. <laughs> Maurice Scott is a consumer law attorney, real estate investor, entrepreneur. He is the law firm United Legal. He is the owner of Credit One USA. He is the older brother of Marcel Scott, who I've had on the show as well as Tisha, who is also stars on the show, as you know. Kim and Maurice got married the first season of the show and still, as I said in the, read in the bio, have not went on a honeymoon. We'll find out about that. They're coming on the show to talk about the new season of Owns Love and Marriage Huntsville, which sometimes can be a mess, but we talk about entrepreneurship, which is always filled with drama. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Kimmy Scott and Maurice Scott. Hey. hey everybody! Thank Good morning. Well, thank you for coming on the show. First of all, let's let's do a little history on the show. You know, when the show was launched, um, how did you guys get invited to do the show, and why did you accept to do the show? You can each individually respond how you want to. I just want to just get a response and set the stage for the audience as to who I'm interviewing. <laughs> well, we uh, we got introduced to the show by a great idea from Melody Hope. Okay. Um, we are all, you know, we're all friends and we're sitting around and then Mel comes up with this, you know, genius idea of, hey, let's do a reality show. <laughs> so we uh, we were invited to do a couple of different pilots and things and we were filming for a little while and then she got with Carlos and the magic happened. Kimmy, that's the, something might say is magic, but when you put your personal life out there and it gets into social media and it, it, sometimes it can be unmagical. Talk about some of the, <laughs> the unmagical things that have happened because he said, you know, because Maurice said it was brilliant. Now, when I watch the show, and like I always say, you have one of the most animated faces I know on television, okay? You know, you're one of those people, you you tell it all on your face. You can just, as they say, you can just be smiling, but I can look in your eyes and say, well, she's kind of mad at this situation. So talk about <laughs> your experience and then being allowed to, uh, you know, share your, your personal life as well as your professional life. And then people can judge you because editing doesn't always tell the true story. Correct. Correct. Very much so correct. Um, he he loosely uses the term magic happen. Uh, <laughs> because, because everything you just said literally is 100% correct. And from time to time, you do kind of revisit your choice to actually be one reality. Mm -hmm. At the moment, I believe that both of us feel like the pros outweigh the cons. Yes. Um, and the biggest con of which is people voicing their opinion about your edited 42-minute life. <laughs> so that's always a tough part. We know. So when I hear this, two things you said, Maurice and Kimmy, you said it was a great idea. Now, whenever I look at reality shows, especially shows like this, I see a business opportunity because if you have a business, you're entrepreneurs like you are, you can promote it. You know, you can build your brand and it can lead to success stories that may not happen if you didn't have this platform. With that being said, Maurice, since you started with the word magic and brilliant, Let's talk about how has that helped your business? Because I mentioned earlier, you have a law firm called United Legal, and you're also the owner of Credit One USA. Well, it's helped me significantly uh, reach a broader audience. 
Right. Like uh, we had clients all across the nation that were helping as far as uh, get their finances in order and actually participating in the market, mm-hmm. whether it's the housing market, the business market, um, everything boils down to credit. So uh, getting that consumer finance and then moving on to uh, consumer law, that's a whole different area. And a lot of consumers have no idea about the different laws that are in place that protect them. Uh, make sure that they're able to uh, keep all the money that they're earning. And then uh, there's some other things that we're working on as well. But overall, as far as the business uh, aspect is concerned, I mean, marketing. Well, you know, it's really interesting that, uh, okay, Kim, you're a real estate agent. And then mm-hmm. Maurice, you're a real estate investor. And we look at mm-hmm. the housing market and it is like fire everywhere. You know, my my younger brother, he sold his house in D.C., and I say within a week it was sold, literally a week. Uh, my wife put mm-hmm. her mom's house on in Houston, Texas, and they had like 15 offers. In fact, in fact it was bidded up above the the the, uh, mm-hmm. the value that they had asked for at the time. What is mm-hmm. driving nationwide, not just in certain pockets of the country, what is driving this high momentum for home, home, home ownership? Um, I personally believe that it's a... a it's a false scarcity. Um, right now, we have this moratorium on foreclosures, and that right there is pushing housing values up. And I think that right now we're experiencing a bubble of such that um, the smart people would save money and get prepared because we've seen this before. Now, Kimmy, you you the agent. You out there? I want to say when you say the word agent, you out there doing the sales. You out there, if I'm not mistaken, out there taking people in and suggesting these home prices. And so you've seen the shift. I see you more, Maurice, as an investor. So you see the Mm -hmm. options from a different perspective. But you're seeing the perspective from an actual customer perspective, correct, Kimmy? Correct. Um, And from, I agree with what Maurice said as well. Um, I, I don't know if it's all a false security of availability but at the moment it's just a seller's market and there's literally more buyers in the market than there are homes to purchase and the moratorium as he mentioned just got lifted saturday nationwide different states have lifted theirs at different times um but the end of the month was that particular time and if people don't know what that is that was where there was a law passed that you couldn't put people out of their homes if they didn't keep up with their payments based on the pandemic and having had issues financially with the pandemic um and there are millions of people who had trouble and this was helpful to them so now that that has been taken away we're hoping that it'll balance out the availability of homes again um, just a little bit so that it kind of comes down. But right now, it's simply not enough properties for the amount of people that want to purchase them. And the interest rates, the interest rates are great. Um, and so all of that kind of plays a role in people wanting to sell their home because right. they want the biggest bang for the buck. <laughs> just like you mentioned on your mom's home. The majority of these homes are selling for over asking price. There's a fair amount that is selling for over market value. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it's just it's just the supply and demand at the moment. It's the supply and demand. Well, I would let's 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 because I'm talking to a couple of real estate people. That's why I'm really excited about this. You're kind of like experts to me because my audience needs to hear this because we've seen this before. 
You know, when the mm-hmm. housing market came out there and it was extending loans and, and the bubble burst and it really collapsed mm-hmm. this economy. Mm-hmm. Mr. Investor, uh, mm-hmm. how do you see that? Um, I actually see it. Uh, I see it as an opportunity mm-hmm. um, because you don't have to get caught by surprise once again with the same information. And and if I, I kind of look at real estate similar to stock, I don't I don't like to buy at the top of the market if right. at all possible. Um, there's some good deals that are out there still, and they're 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 available now. So there's always going to be another deal to come along. But I like to buy when no one else is buying because then that's where the real deals are. And uh, I heard a story a long time ago that said that uh, good money waits until the bad money leaves the market. Mm-hmm. And in essence, all that's saying is that individuals that are buying at the top of the market, if the market collapses, then you lose value in your home. But those that buy later, those are the ones that actually get a true transfer of wealth. And so um, I think that you, people should be smart about their money. You know, I, I, I'd rather see someone purchase a home rather than just rent. Right. But be smart about it. Well, let, let, let's talk about this because you are a registered nurse. We're still in COVID. We all thought we was about to get out of COVID. I, I'm, I'm double vaccinated and I and it relaxed my whole life when I got vaccinated because I was, I realized I was living in a state of parent. I was paranoid about what I touched, who I talked to, did I, did I, the grocery basket that I pushed in the grocery store. Then I got right. vaccinated and I, and I relaxed. I went, wow, I can actually, I wasn't hugging nobody. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't, I went back to that. <laughs> I wasn't that relaxed. Team, <laughs> but you are a registered nurse, Kimmy, and being mm-hmm. a registered nurse, you see things from a different perspective than both the, either I see or Maurice sees. During the COVID in 2020, walk us through that whole process of how you talk to your friends, how you talk to your family, and then 2021, where we're dealing with this new Delta variant. How are you dealing with your friends and your family? to live a normal life, if we all can live a normal life? Um, As a clinician, it's honestly difficult for me to ever see us getting back to much normalcy. Okay. Um, And that's unfortunate, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to tell you, though, I guess part of my biggest surprise was the conversation with so many people that people didn't wash their hands regularly or, you know, wipe the handle of the car. I've been, I keep wipes in my car and in my (laughs) purse for years. And I always wipe the handle of the cart off. Um, And so there's some things that we are going to have to put into everyday practice, Mm -hmm. just going forward, pandemic or not. Um, it was very surreal to be a nurse in that time frame because um, I've worked through Ebola, A1, H1N1, all of that. Right. And nothing compared to this as far as the statistics of lives that we were losing and the fact that we just couldn't get our arms wrapped around this virus um, to take control of it. So, I don't. I can't say I know a person that doesn't know a person in their immediate circle who wasn't affected by um, COVID during the pandemic. And so we have to still be vigilant. They told us last year that it could mutate. And if it mutated into a different DNA type virus, that it's going to be a whole problem to kind of wrap your head around another mutation of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we are right now. 
now. And some of the numbers are going back up because a lot of people have gotten relaxed. Um, And we need to keep the same habits. We need to still continue social distancing. We need to still continue hand washing. We need to wear masks, especially in close quarters with people. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of the things we were doing in 2020, we're going to have to kind of revisit some of them, I think, for a while. Well, I have two questions with you, Kimmy, with revolve around COVID-19. First of all, you're shooting a show during COVID-19. How did that mm-hmm. affect you mentally, you know, knowing what you know and then dealing with your husband, knowing what you're advising him on? And then when you hear people who don't want to get vaccinated, how do, what are your response to that? And I hopefully these questions are comfortable with you because you're, you're, you're a professional and I feel I can come to yes, you sir. and there are fans out there who need to hear the truth from somebody that they respect. So for me in the um, realm of the TV show, uh, they take extreme (laughs) precautions as far as what we need to do in order to keep filming. Um, We took various lengthy breaks. This has probably been the longest season ever filming (laughs) because we had to take so many um, mandated breaks, be it statewide, nationwide, or just from the production company. Um, We have to do the same things as far as social distancing. We have to wear masks. We COVID test three times a week in order to continue filming. Um, Anybody who's in the immediate circle of that filming group has to test. So say, for instance, I have a closing and they want to film the closing. The people at the attorney's office have to test as well. Mm -hmm. So they keep a real vigilant eye on the COVID precautions, which we can definitely respect. I think as far as opening eyes, it probably opened Maurice's eyes more than my eyes, to be (laughs) fair, because as a nurse, I'm actually the executive director. And so I didn't really have to be on the front lines unless I have to be on the front lines. Mm -hmm. And with COVID, when you have nursing and staff out, it's time for you to put your scrubs on. So when he would see me get up in the morning and put scrubs on, scrubs meant it's time for me to see patients. Mm -hmm. And it kind (laughs) of took a spin for him to know that, okay, so now this is real because you have to go into these people's houses and see these patients at this point. And it can affect you. It can affect our household. It's stuff that you can bring home to our kids. And so that's where a lot of that thing changed. And in order to kind of reel it in, we got to do a lot of due diligence and our homework. I believe that with the vaccinations that are coming out, there's going to be a lot of signs and symptoms we have to be familiar with because right. it's new. Mm-hmm. It's new. And anything new is going to have signs and symptoms. We just don't know them all at mm-hmm. this point. And I think that's some of the fear in a lot of people as far as taking the actual vaccine. It's just new. And we just got to be familiar. I don't want to be the one in a million that takes the vaccine and, you know, <laughs> has a seizure and die. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are fearful. So I think the due diligence and dissemination of information is what's going to help people want to get on board to make sure that we do everything possible to keep this virus from exploding like it did last year. Now, Morris, you know, we just stayed like, I, I, I'm honest with you. When, when, the, when the COVID came out, you know, I was paranoid. Now, you living with a health professional. What was your mind? Like she said, you know, she put on the scrubs. Now, you know, she out there 
dealing and and that's a certain uncertainty, un- uncomfortableness. How did, did that affect your relationship or did it create different conversation with the family that you didn't have previously? How did you emotionally deal with that? Because it's still degree, you know, even though she can say what she's doing is correct, you still have your own mindset that you have to deal with. Talk to us about that. Well, um, initially, when when Kimmy actually had to go on the front lines, it was at the time where other countries' death toll was through the roof. So um, at that moment, it's it felt like it could have been a death sentence. And um, it was very difficult to deal with because this is, you know, my wife yes. that we're talking about. So now you see the personal sacrifice. It actually changed my mind completely about the medical profession in general. I know that they save lives, but you don't know to what extent. Right. When you actually put your own life on the line for someone else, then now you're really a hero, you know, and um, you look at it for the greater good of what she was doing. So I understand the selfless act, but, um, you know, <laughs> you still have concerns because yes. this is this is a family member. This is somebody who's very close and I don't know what I'd do without her. So, um, you know, there's stress that comes along with that. But then after you get to doing some more homework and you're realizing that, you know, some of the, the precautions that were taken for, you know, our country is different than other countries and how it affected them. Um, also, you know, how healthy we are as well. Now, uh, let's talk about this this loved one, this beautiful woman that you married the first season of the show. Did I read in the bio? Still have not went on a honeymoon. Now, come on, Morris. Come on, brother. Come on, brother. Now, you got to talk to me now. You you really... See, I know I was technical and real professional. Talk about the real estate. Talk about how you a baller. Got two businesses. You know, she out there rescuing America. She a hero. Come through. Come through. Come on, Sarah. Come on, Sarah. I just got to get on your boy now. You know, he can't make a time to go nowhere. Get a rent with a condo. He could have walked in there with a, with a, with a, with a suit on. With a mask on okay. and took care of you. Okay. But no, I got to interview you in the third season. And he ain't took you nowhere, bro. <laughs> Come on, Maury. This is your, this is Maurice, this is your time to talk, bro. It's time to talk to this, all the black men in America. Okay. Mr. McDonald, I thank you for this opportunity to address mm-hmm. this. What you about to do? What you about to do? What you about to do? What you, about to do? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. you read her bio. Uh-huh. I'm actually of Jamaican descent. Okay. You okay. can think that she was. <laughs> I gotta, in order to take her on a honeymoon, I gotta slow her down. Oh. Oh, is you, Kimmy? You the problem? Kimmy? Kimmy? Believe that if you want <laughs> Okay, okay, Maurice, let me ask you this. We're just on my show. We're just on my show. You're a baller. Let's mm-hmm. fantasize. What would be a, a place, a destiny? Mm-hmm. What would that experience be like for this beautiful member of Delta Sigma <laughs> Stata, who's a hero in the medical profession, saving lives, putting a family in jeopardy, but all for the benefit of America? What would you take her at, man? This angel. Let, let, let me tell you Maurice, something. Maurice, come the on now. Don't stutter. Don't stutter. Jamaica sure. born. Jamaica man. Jamaica man. Don't stutter. Talk. For sure, she loves sun and fun. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. If sand ain't in her toes, then I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing I know for sure. Like, the best times in her life always has sun 
Insane. Right, right. So um, we've actually discussed, you know, going on a, on a honeymoon and the timing has to be right, of course, because we have the kids and uh, we got to make sure that all that stuff is in order. They're starting school, but this is about to go down. It's about to go down. <laughs> you and, hear that, Kimmy? And you're the first to know. Kimmy, you hear that? I'm going to bring y'all back on the show now. It cannot be season four. And we still talking I've about that. I've been hearing this. it. I've been hearing it. I'm ready. I got a suitcase. You know how women that are Option, expecting a baby pack a suitcase you ready. You ready. You ready. You ready. You ready. You ready. I got my suitcase ready. All you ready, I need Sarah. is a ticket. You know, because you know, y'all a beautiful couple. Y'all, you know, y'all look good. Look right here. I, I, I admit when somebody look good in front of me. I ain't, I'm not ashamed. Y'all a beautiful couple. And he ain't just taking you nowhere to showcase you. You know, put you on a pedestal. You know, held you up high like, you know, like Kuta Kente did the baby. You know what I'm saying? He ain't done none of that for you. No, when I look at the show, and I'm going to just shift the gears a little bit here, because I want to know, what do you know, Tiffany, and also Maurice, and some of these storylines? Because, you know, like, you know, especially recently when you had the little dinner when the, and, and then you were shocked by this new, I call her a shady character, St- Tiffany, who's been added to the show. She's just running around there just dropping dimes on everybody. And, and then you have to react to that. <laughs> like the last time was in the luncheon when she dropped a dime on on Destiny, and then she and then the previous episode she told she told uh, she told Melody she didn't even know who Destiny was, and then she shared some information about Monster and vaping, and that shocked you because she revealed information about a kid. So how does these storylines work for my fans? As far as how do y'all walk into these scenes? Are y'all produced to up to a point? Are they just set scenarios? How does that work? Starting with you, Kimmy, then I'm going over to you because we need to get the men's side of the story because that Martell, he's just a disaster, okay? <laughs> so as far as the production of the show, um, in all fairness, we have different um, field producers that are assigned to us and um, they communicate with us on a very regular basis, um, either phone, in person, just to know what's going on in our world each week, um, what's coming up, events that are coming up, things that we have planned as far as our businesses or um, children. Um, and so they don't produce the situation. However, they do try to help us see different avenues of getting it filmed, like getting it on TV um, and the things that are actually, I guess, TV worthy, you know, because right. you might tell them 10 different things you got going on this week and they only interested in one. Um, and that happens fairly often. The one thing I will say about the show that I say a lot, actually, is they force us to have some conversations that we might not normally have. Right. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that. <clears throat> is because there are times, like for me especially, when I have an altercation with someone, I kind of distance myself um, because I really enjoy my peace. And my peace is more important than (laughs) non-peace. And so on the show, they have put us in situations where we're encouraged to talk it out instead of just leaving it be. Um, and, and that is where production, I think, takes a big hand in helping us get over some hurdles that maybe otherwise we wouldn't get over. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be fair, it also 
produces some hurdles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it also produces some hurdles. Um, but more often than not, it's just strict conversation that we've had with them. Um, and they kind of determine the best day, the best time for us to kind of blossom that conversation into something that the nation can um, relate to. Well, you know, Maurice, you know, your brother's on the show and he has kind of like a loosey goosey personality, you know, versus your person. Your personality is pretty straightforward. You know, you, you know, you truly are a professional and I'm not saying he's unprofessional, but I think you know what I'm saying. You know, he kind of jokes around a lot. A lot of situations, even though she slapped your hand when you joked around with Cara when y'all did that little video phone call. She didn't think that was a joke. That's what Kimmy said that. There ain't no time to joke now. Okay, there ain't no time to be joking right now. Stop all that joking now. You ain't no comedian now, Mr. Morris. Okay. Now, we, we look over there. Martel, his life of disaster is just being played out on social media. It's being played out on TV. When you look at that and you're dealing with all of the situations, how do you how do you deal with that? How do you make sure that your brand, your family, it doesn't become a victim of this show or any type of show that they can be exposed in a negative light? Because right now it has happened to them. And I'm not saying like even Destiny, she got a divorce on the show. And I'm not trying to turn this into a negative conversation, but it is a certain responsibility that you have to help hold both as a couple to understand what you're involved in and making sure that it, it, it doesn't impact your home. Yeah, I, I think that there's a, a level of emotional intelligence that's important when you're getting on a reality television show. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a level of character that I'm not I'm not going to play a certain character yes. in life. And that's just being true to myself, mm-hmm. um, true to my family, true to my brand. Um, and at the end of the day, I think that there's not enough there's not enough game from television um, or reality television to lose my family. Um, and I, I personally think that even in certain certain situations that they're dealing with, um, it's difficult because the world has an idea about how their relationship should go when they see just snippets of the person. Yes. So even though Martell, and, and this, is, this is a concept that's kind of difficult for uh, a lot of fans to get Martel's not an ass all the time, right? <laughs> There's no way in the world that Martel would have been this person and Mel would have been with him for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's just a portion of his personality. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, Martel's probably one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. And he's thoughtful. Mm-hmm. He's caring. Mm-hmm. He's the kind of individual that will call you about, you know, something that you may have talked to him about two weeks ago and he's found a solution for it. Mm-hmm. So there's a flip side to Martel that you don't get a chance to see all the time. Mm-hmm. And there's a flip side to pretty much all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm reserved for, for the most part on the show, but I'm not always reserved. There's things that, you know, call spirited conversation. <laughs> uh, usually when you involve children mm-hmm. <laughs> and my family, mm-hmm. you know, those things, you know, definitely will, you know, turn up my uh, my intensity a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to thank you both for coming on the show. I've been trying to get y'all since season one. You're very special. Uh, more importantly, as as we walk through this, you know, you you guys are black excellence, 
and from the city of Huntsville, which I'm very familiar with. If you ever been, to any, if anybody fans who are listening or watching, if you have not, Huntsville is a the home of NASA. Uh, some of the uh, mm-hmm. high population of educated people. The income level is very high. So don't look at Huntsville like it's a little small country town, because you're highly mistaken about what's going on in Huntsville. Mm-hmm. Because uh, this couple I'm talking to right now are very successful and they're all right. And thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation, Kimmy Scott and Maurice Scott. Every Saturday night they are on. Love and Marriage and Huntsville is the number one show on Saturday night. It's one of the most popular shows on television. Thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation. T! Thank you so much. Appreciate it. If you want to hear or see any of my interviews on Money Making Conversation, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I am your host. <laughs>